All right, all right, all right. So I want to thank everybody who's listening or watching. Um, this is the Two Three Gang Music Podcast. Um, of course, you know I'm Eddie Kane. Um, today, um, I don't say this often. I don't say this at all, really. So today I have a special guest for real, um, Jay Nicole. Um, she is a host of her own podcast, uh, The Grief Bully, and uh, my cousin. Um, it's, I say it. I say it as a joke, but I say new cousin. But she's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, listen. I feel you. Um, how you doing? Doing good, man. Hanging in there. Excited to be on here. Just chat it up with you tonight and just see where the conversation goes. So I'm proud of you for launching a podcast too. That's super dope. I appreciate it, and um, I do want to tell you right now that you were um, one of like the inspirations of me trying to um, get this started so um just watching you from afar and 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 just admiring how you've been like just keep you know saying doing it and doing it and doing it so i just want to say that you are one of the um my aspirations in in doing this so appreciate that that's what it's all about i mean i think really for us to show each other what's possible and how we can do it and another option that we might not have considered or anything like that at once I didn't know what I was doing and, and how to get it started. So anything I could offer, I'm definitely open book for that. Yeah, because I definitely um, wasn't aware of how, like, a big thing podcasting has be- become. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was something that was, like, a- obtainable. And then to see somebody who I actually know, who I spoke to, was just like, oh, okay, so it is – something that uh, um that's um able to you know saying to do or whatever yeah definitely i mean i think for me too just the same thing like seeing other people do it and then now being affiliated with other people who have podcasts that are are way larger mm-hmm. than mine and doing all these things but just seeing the back end and the work that's really that it really takes to, to put into it it depending on what your purpose of it is i mean i'm sure we'll get into it. i'm sure you have some questions about podcasting etc but i think once you see what it really takes and 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 all of that depends on why you started and what your end goal is as to how you'll move in the podcasting world right so i'm i'm gonna um start from the beginning um so we already made it known that you, you do have your own podcast like what was it um that made you get into that uh realm yeah definitely so my podcast the grief bully podcast i just I just recorded episode 67. So that's, wow. it's been, a, it's been a long time. And actually I haven't missed one week in a, in a row yet, even through the pandemic, which that was a whole nother really difficult process to go through, but whatever we got through it. So I launched it August 19th of 2019. Uh, that was on my great, my late grandmother's birthday. And it was just one of those things where I talk a lot. I love talking. I communicate uh-huh. the best verbally. And so I decided like, you know what? I did some research on podcasting. I watched quite a few YouTube videos on people who have launched podcasts, who, who mentor in that space to mm-hmm. see if I could be consistent with it. I mean, I didn't want to just do another thing that I wouldn't stay with. So I just was like, you know what, I'm going to just shoot for it. And I went for it. And it was just something that I felt I needed an outlet for right. the grief and for my losses and my experiences. And also not only for myself, but kind of like what you're doing for me today is providing a platform for other people to tell their story and to introduce themselves and their experiences to the world too. So it was more so for my community 
to talk about grief and loss, but then the podcast and part of it fit most of my personality for the vehicle. And in that, in that process of you trying to figure out the whole uh, podcast thing, like what made you just totally focus in on, you know, the whole like grief and everything? Like, what was it that was just like, okay, I know this is something that I could talk about. Yeah. So from my personal experiences, I mean, I had a close friend of mine that passed away in 2013. Then I had, we have a mutual cousin, Kira, who lost both of her brothers. Mm -hmm. And then I lost my grandmother. I lost my dad. It was just like, we're all going through this, but we're not really talking about it. And a lot of us don't even know what it is. So I'm like, okay, cool. If I can keep my personality. And also it was important to me to, to look like myself to make sure that my face was on the cover because I want to make sure that I'm attracting the right community and the people. And, and it's for, it's for everyone to, to be honest, I've had so many different races, backgrounds, et cetera. But if I'm being honest, when I first started, it was really important for me to provide this community, if you will. And just this topic to, to my community, because I didn't feel like we're really dealing with it in a way that I feel like we can be to be healthier and a lot of us didn't know what it was, so I wanted to. I saw the problem, and I just wanted to create a solution. Because it seems like, um, probably like within the last, I don't know, maybe five, six years, like mental health has really become um, the forefront of a lot of conversations. Um, was that something that you already had diagnosed prior to it being the forefront of, um, you know, the general public conversation? Yeah, I think it might have been a little simultaneous. I feel like around that time, you were having more conversations about mental health. You were seeing a lot more professional people, celebrity people, et cetera, bringing more awareness to the community. But I've always had a passion for helping people, especially things that we deal with emotionally, just based on life and just the person that I am. So I felt like though with grief, it was like, and if you talk about branding and the path that you want to go with your brand and just what you're trying to do, you do need to have a niche or a niche, whatever way people want to say it and know that everybody is not your audience and to just kind of drill down. So although mental health is this big umbrella within that, I want to specifically talk about grief because that's what was burdened in my heart. And I feel like a lot of times when you're trying to decipher your purpose from what I've learned recently is things that it might bother that person, but it really troubles you. And it was like, for me, I would see people being bothered by their losses, but for myself, I was being extremely troubled by it mm-hmm. where I needed to like find answers. And then as I was finding those answers, I felt so excited to share it with other people and make sure that we as a community were able to grow better. So. And you're, um, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, um, originally from, well, not originally, but you're residing in New Jersey. Yep. Yep. I'm from Longside, New Jersey, and I currently don't live in Longside. I live close by in Sicklerville, but yeah, I'm from Longside. Always been in New Jersey. And then growing up, um, you know, being in Jersey, did you see a lot of um, people who was dealing with grief and not um, all, not always, I guess, putting that in the correct um, lane to deal with it? Um, did, did, I, did I, I guess, growing up, seeing those things that affect you to how you how you wanted to um, be able to speak to your community, so so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I didn't necessarily always know that it was grief. Yeah. I don't think I really was that that in tune with what the word actually meant. It, it, right. By definition, it means deep sorrow. So now, in hindsight, yeah, I saw a lot of people dealing with sorrow, but not actually dealing with it in a healthy way. So it was drugs, alcohol, multiple relationships, so overeating, like so many different 
unhealthy coping mechanisms. But at the time, I didn't know that. And so I think that it also hindered me and my progress because when you go through a lot of trauma in, in life, sometimes you just get through it. So you can consider yourself a resilient person. But when you're resilient, that doesn't mean that you always take care of yourself. So although it means the ability to cope, I think depending on how you cope is the key. So just saying like, oh, I lost this person or I lost my job or seeing your parents struggle or whatever you went through growing up, but you just keep getting through it because that's what you see. You don't really see, I never really heard anybody say, I'm going to therapy, I'm, I'm going to counseling or, you know, I'm seeking my spiritual counsel because X, Y, and Z. Right. You just saw people struggling, crying, or on drugs, or drinking, or whatever, and so mm -hmm. you didn't really know how to deal with it. So yeah, that did add to me wanting to talk specifically about this. And then before you actually um, started your started with the, the podcast or whatever, um, how were you dealing or handling your uh, your own grief, and how was your conversations about um, dealing with what you were dealing with? Yeah, so I mean, I think before the podcast, I was doing my best. Like I said, one of my friends passed away in 2013. That was very difficult for me, and it was hard for me to process. But actually, Lord willing, in a month, I'll be 12 years sober. So I, I haven't drank alcohol in that long. So I didn't really have that option to go that way. I thought about it. I wanted to. But because I had already in a previous life, many moons ago prior to these losses made that decision mm -hmm. it kind of like put me against the wall like ah like now i gotta deal with this and so my friend passed away from drugs so now i'm not using drugs like not that i was using drugs before but i mean i smoke weed or whatever but i wasn't like doing anything else heavy right. but now now because of my commitment to that i took that off the table so it was like everything that i could do that would feel good right then i had already taking those things out of my life. So it forced me to just have to deal with my emotions. So eventually I got a therapist, a couple of them that didn't necessarily always pan out or didn't feel like it was doing that much help, but I didn't give up. So I finally saw a grief therapist and over the last couple of years, I've been working with her and it's really helped me to deal with that loss and then the losses that followed. Now you said you, you went to see a, a couple of therapists. Um, and then you see seen uh, a grief therapist. So what's the, what's the difference, if, if any? Yeah, there's a difference. I mean, I think most clinical psychologists, psychiatrists, et cetera, they, they'll have like the bullets on their website of things that they work with. Uh -huh. And I do think that most of them do have grief as a notch, unless it's like a super specialty. Mm -hmm. But this therapist in particular that I currently have now, she actually has been on my podcast, which was really cool to have her do that she works specifically in in grief and so like that's her main thing she can talk about other stuff too but that was like her main thing and then what i loved about her was that she was talking from her own lived experience also of dealing with grief because sometimes you get across the table or couch or however people visualize therapy sessions and it's somebody that's just talking off a whole bunch of clinical terms and all of these things and it's like but right. do you even really feel me like do you really understand that if it was that easy, I wouldn't be sitting across from you. So right. I think it's very important. Just like dating, you you get with a couple of people, you don't give up on dating maybe for a little bit of time, but you get back out there when you're ready. So it's the same thing with therapy. I think you got to feel open to knowing that it's not a one size fits all. How much how much research did you do to to try to make sure you found the right um, therapist for you to 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 help you move forward? 
not too much, not too much going into it. So mm -hmm. I would just be like, all right, this person is available. They seem, they seem okay. I always try to look at the years of experience that they have. Like for me personally, I always wanted to make sure they have at least 10 plus years of experience in the field. But I try male, female, white, black, young, old. And my current therapist now is, I almost said middle age, don't kill me, Pat. I, I don't, I don't know how old you are, <laughs> but she she's a, a white woman and we, we gel very well. So I, it wasn't that I needed somebody that looked like me. Right. I needed somebody that understood me. So I didn't do too much research when I got her because I knew what I was looking for. So when I'm Google searching, I'm like grief therapist, you know, my area. And then I just read a couple people's different profiles right. and then had the consultation calls. And from that, I knew that I thought she would be uh, the best person for me to try right now after a couple of people that I, I just didn't really feel like it was worth it. So bef before you, before you got um, therapy and everything, what was your idea of therapy? Like, was you open to it or were you just something you had to be eased into? Yeah. I've always, I've always been open to it. I'm just okay. one of those people that I always look for self-growth, self-development. I've always like been more interested in those types of books or things like that. And so I've, I've, I've always just been open to it. So I, it wasn't no pushing me. Like I remember even before it was dealing with grief, just dealing with just mm -hmm. life stuff. Younger, even in college, I, I remember going and, and seeking therapy at both colleges that I went to. I just always been open to like, what do I need to do to be my best self? Where do you where do you think you get that from? Because not a lot of people in our community is is so uh, accepting of you know talking about our problems, and then on top of that, talking to a stranger, and then on top of that, sometimes they're not even from where we're from and don't have mm -hmm. the experience that we experience. So, like, what made you um, go that route? I guess I would probably just say for me again, I think it's more of a personality thing. So mm -hmm. I don't even know that I looked at it much as therapy as I looked at it, like, I want to be better than right. what I'm seeing. And then also, I think your circle, I think your support system and the people that are around you, and if they're reassuring, or if they're trying to persuade you in the opposite way. So I've been fortunate to have a lot of people around me that are like, yeah, you're crazy, like, you need help. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just like, nobody is just trying to sugarcoat it, especially because when I first started, like, seeking therapy and stuff, I wasn't sober. So now I got like my own trauma issues from just uh -huh. growing up and life. And then you mix that with drinking and college and just a lot of crazy stuff. So I also have to give some credit to people in my life that were like, yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. If you need money right. to pay to go, like I'm going to help you go. So I think that's also important too. I, re I remember when I was younger and um, my dad, uh, I had just moved with my dad um, to Georgia from Kentucky. And my mom, my dad is um, divorced or whatever. And then he remarried. And then, so me and my sister's living with him and some woman we don't know. So it was a lot of um, drama stuff going on. So we had to go see a therapist, like a family therapist. And I'm, I'm like, what? In the, probably what, eighth grade. So I'm probably like 12 maybe or something like that, 13. And I'm like, I do not want to talk to anybody about none of this. So I was the type that I just held everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I'm older, um, and I'm going through my own, I have my own kids and all that other stuff. It's like, I don't want to be, I don't, I, I want to, I want to show them that you don't have to hold your stuff in because I want to be able to, to have a, a conversation and stuff with you. Um, 
why, in your opinion, do you think um, a lot of us or is, is, is having issues with talking to people or even their own family? They don't even like talking to their own family. Yeah, I think, you know what, I think it's, I do think that it's a, it's a cultural thing to an extent. I'm not saying that other cultures don't have this issue, but yeah. I, I got to say on my podcast and everywhere, I can only speak from my own experience. And so I think, I think part of it is a lot of us were raised in like religious households. And the reason why I say that is no shade. My mom is a, is an ordained minister. My aunts, my family, like it's just kind of how it's been. So, yeah. and I'm a believer. So it's not, it's not any shade in that way. But I think when you're taught that prayer mm-hmm. is the answer. So it's like, you, you don't really need to talk to anybody else. And if you see like your parents kind of moving like that, like, it's just like, we're going to talk to God. We're going to give it to God. And we're not necessarily going to dive into this. And then right. also I think what they were taught. So I think I, I give our parents and my, my opinion, I give them a little bit of credit because definitely if you're going to go a generation above that, it just wasn't what I would say the norm. And why would that generation above that really trust people? Because look how our, our culture in general has been treated in the society. So like, we're not, we're not trusting people, especially people who don't look like us. So then I think it also leads to the point of how many people look like us in that field of psychology, et cetera, back, you know, back then. So I just think that it's kind of like multi-layered and just one of those things where we have to break those generational things and, and bust through it. But I think it's like, you can't really do what you, what you don't really know. And right. then if you're not open to change, depending on how old you are or how accustomed to those things are, I think it's even harder to do that. But yeah, I, I think it's a lack of trust and then, you know, just not seeing it happen. And also, again, disappointment. So that's just like anything. If you try something and you fail or it doesn't work out, you're not really that open to like going back. Like I said, I've had multiple therapists. So like if I would have gave up a couple of them ago, maybe I wouldn't be in the place that I'm in, I'm in right now as far as my healing journey. Yeah. I'm not a, um, I'm a type where like if I experience something so many times in a row, I just, I'm good. Like people ask me all the time, I was like, why you don't get excited about stuff? I'm like, I had so many, I had so much disappointments growing up. I just don't have that in me no more. But listening to you talk, it makes sense why I, uh, why I feel the way I'm feeling. Um, it's real. That's real though. Yeah. Now you, 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 you're doing your podcast. And so what was that journey like of having the idea and then it becoming what it is now? It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Honestly, whenever I talk about my podcast, I get super excited because I did have a little doubt, like maybe this much only in the fact of the topic. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, we're going to talk about grief. I don't really want to make people sad all the time. Right. I, I just, it's just not something I want to do. Right. Because a big part of me as just a, a former athlete and a former coach and just a person who's about motivating you and, and lifting you up. I didn't really want to bring this content that could just bring you down. So I can talk to some people in my life, my inner circle, and talked about what I'm thinking about and, you know, weighing the pros and cons. And people gave their honest opinion. Some thought I might run out of topics, right? Because they're thinking, how long can you talk about grief? But right. that's because you don't know what grief is. So I, I can never run out because there's like a million people to talk to about it. Right. But that also I needed to see how am I going to be consistent? So I'm like, ah, do I want to just try and like record from home or do what do I want to do? So I actually, I got connected with a studio 
And I was like, I don't know if I want to invest like the money right. in that either. So I'm like, all right, cool. We'll start off. We'll do, you know, a six month commitment and then we'll see what happens. Right. And the reason why I chose the studio was not because I couldn't do it at home, but because I felt like for me personally, I would be more consistent if I was like, all right, Thursdays at this time I go, I record, I get it done. And then he sent me the MP3, I'm MP4 mm-hmm. file and then I move on. So that was, that was pretty much that. It was funny in the beginning. I was like so much of a stickler about it. And then I got like more comfortable on the mic and, and everything like that and just have grown over time and listen to people's stories and all of that has just been, it's been amazing. But the beginning process was just really trying to figure out where I'm trying to go mm-hmm. and what I'm doing it for. Like I was saying in the beginning of this, that once you figure out like why you're doing it, I think it will help. So some people are doing it for money. Some are doing it for a creative outlet. Some are doing it just to add to their brand. Like there's all different purposes yeah. to it. So for me, I think it has evolved where as it initially started out where it's like, Hey, and it still is. I just want to help people. I just want to do this. And it's good for me too. And now it's also a part of my brand. So it, it helps because when people are considering me to speak places and be a speaker and all that, what do you what type of talking do you want to have an example of i've done 67 episodes which x amount are on youtube so it just gives me a whole like rolodex of content about a subject and it it kind of like paints you as an expertise to an extent in that area so it just kind of like all is working together so then i started to tie my social media into that that wasn't originally it wasn't always the grief bully and then this because when my podcast cover art was created he created it with blue, just based on the picture and the vibe. I didn't choose blue, but once he made that, that became my brand colors. So now everything that I have, including this thing, like everything that I have is like around that color. My social media posts are around that color. The blue heart gang, like everything is around that. So it's just kind of like playing Legos. Now, is this, um, all of these things that you're, that you, you're speaking about, do you have a team or you are like you doing all this by yourself yeah as far as the recording part of it uh, my engineer which i just go there record the episode he will add the outro intro and then email it to me but the video part of it i do that on my phone and record that and then i have it but as far as like all social media editing all that like i do that myself so i do it through so many different like apps i've taught myself the editing and the music breaking things down like I've, I do all that part of it part of it myself my wife does help me with some stuff like you know add in people's pictures for like the flyers but uh-huh. I got those created and then you just each week I just got to add them and fix them add them and fix them but mm-hmm. my engineer too he's pretty much like my mentor as well so he might not do much like hands-on but just having access to him his mm-hmm. podcast is and a crazy podcast but just like being a part of that and being able to see how much it takes has been really like a benefit too so i've noticed um you know so me being brand new to this uh it's 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 similar to how when i first started recording music um because you hear your voice and you're like oh this is how my voice sounds (laughs) (laughs) so like like what was your reaction to like when you first was hearing the playback and everything. Was you nervous or did you have anxiety about that? I didn't. And the only reason why is because, like I said, I, I speak a lot. 
and I had already been making videos. So I've already been like making videos and talking on social media for a while. So my voice wasn't really the problem, but like the length of it, maybe like messing up, just a whole bunch of that part of it made me uh -huh. like nervous. Like, ah, like, uh, why did I say that that way? Or, you know, why was I breathing? So like, you know, and so over time it got better, but in the beginning, like I told you, I was like, ah, super strict, strict about it. Like, oh man, that sounds, what does that sound like? Like every time I got done, cause he would email me the episode like right before I left. So on my ride home, I always would listen to the episode, like right after it was done and, and just like hear it in my car, which I felt was like the loudest place for me to hear it. And I'll be like, ah, why'd you say that? Uh, why'd you, uh, you know? And so I definitely went through that, that process. Now it's cool. Plus after a couple people give you some positive feedback and also this one guy, he called me out about my ums. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't ask him to. Like I didn't, like, I wasn't like, Hey, you know, what do you think about this? He just said it. And I was like, I was like, what, what, like, why is he saying that? And I kind of got like offended. Yeah. But when I went and listened to it, I was like, Ooh, I do need to work on that. So then I Google, how do I stop saying, um, so much. And I learned that what you have to do is close your mouth. So once you're finished talking, you close your mouth for that silence. The reason why we say, um, is because our mouths are still open. Right. So you'll rarely, rarely hear now me saying um when I'm speaking because I became so rigid with it because of that person saying that it forced me to look at it and say, all right, you do need to level up. So sometimes it'll, it'll still come out, but I'm super conscious about that stuff. Uh -huh. You probably was like, I don't heard 30 ums at the beginning of when you was listening to me. <laughs> 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 I do hear I do hear what people when people do it but at the same time I don't judge people because if you listen to like my first I would even maybe say five or more episodes yeah. you'll you'll hear it heavy and I didn't even realize that I was doing that I thought I was doing a phenomenal job I'm like right. man I, I was able to talk for a 50 minute straight and then right. I'm like wow but that is because he was saying he like it can be like displeasing to the to the listener I'm like oh he's just annoying like whatever Right. And then I was like, yeah, like it, 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 it was good advice <laughs> that he gave me. And this is someone who was actually a more experienced podcaster. So oh. I really should have been more open to him saying that, but you know how we are when you're a creative, you're like, right. you don't want to buy saying anything about it. You act like you do, but you really don't. <laughs> so since you, since you started and you say you're on episode, um, you just recorded what 67. Yeah. So I'll be some, um, this week coming up, my episode, this will be 68. How was, um, damn, I just lost track of my, uh, my question. So now, well, how was the, 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 your feedback? Um, see, I, you got, now you got me thinking about the ums now. No, just do it. <laughs> Come on. Don't, 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 don't worry about that. <laughs> but how was your, um, how you felt about the feedback that you've gotten from beginning to, to now, since you're kind of more seasoned than you, than, than normal? Yeah, I love the feedback. I think what happened, though, is, too, is in the beginning, I did a lot more solo episodes, like, so uh -huh. solo rounds, just myself. And then once I started adding guests in, I think when I have a guest, it kind of takes a little pressure off of me to have to deliver straight for 50 minutes. That was one compliment that I got a lot in the beginning was, wow, like, I can't believe that you can just talk that long by yourself. Like, it's not right. like I have a, a co-host or anybody else is interacting with me. And I'm just like, I mean... I just, 
it's just a God-given ability. It's not something that I necessarily practice. But when I had guests coming in, I was kind of concerned about that. You know, how will my audience take to this? Like, how will this be? And what am I even doing with the guests? Like, what is my goal with them? So like, once that started becoming really comfortable, just we're having dialogue, it's grown as well with that. And now I've had so many different types of guests. Also, I wasn't doing them remote, really. And then a little bit before the pandemic, I started doing a few remote. And then once that hit, it was no option but to do it all remote, which was really crazy because I remember one day I did, I think I did four episodes in one session, but just myself. No, one time I think it was like two of myself and then like two interviews. It was something real crazy one day so that I wouldn't have to keep going back to the studios like with COVID and, and all of that. I was like, all right. I'm just going to go and just try, you know, bang this out because I didn't want to miss any, any of the weeks because my, my audience looked for that on Monday at 8 a.m. So it was tough for sure. How have, since you, since now you've, you've, um, you kind of planted yourself in, in this podcast world, um, have you been thinking of other ideas to sprout off from, from the uh, Grief Bully? Yeah, actually, I have. So, well, not so much from all from the grief bully because the grief. What's your experience from? Yeah, with the podcast, I mean, I would love to see like some sort of kind of like Jada Pinkett's Red Table Talk, uh-huh. but something more so like that, where it's it's me and a and a guest or two in person in a more relaxed setting, not like in the studio, like not in that okay. vibe with the headphones and the microphone and all that, like more just kind of casual conversation is something I definitely want to see happen in the in the long term and also just from that I think I'm working on potentially developing some sort of like character that will and this is like I haven't even said this to anyone so you're getting like the exclusive to other people (laughs) working on another way to introduce grief to my community so I don't think it'll it'll really deviate too much from grief whatever I do but I think it can like be different spins and different creative ways because I feel like that's this is where I'm I'm playing this is where I'm rooted and if God sees differently then that then that's what's going to happen but as far as my own plan I just want to keep doing this I'm only on 67 I saw someone today you know Joe Rogan I think is on episode 1562 right <laughs> and a friend of mine is about to record episode 400 so I mean it when you look at that 67 is like not much right but then you, right. someone else who just started 67 is a lot so yeah. it just depends on mean? that yeah yeah exactly and so trying to grow my youtube channel too lately i think that's something else that i'm i'm kind of focused on just trying to get my subscribers up and make sure i'm getting that content out there but social media makes it tough to an extent with the algorithms and such like you know you have a time where you're getting so many people seeing it and then not but what's key for me is that I always only wanted to help at least one person. So if I can, when I'm feeling frustrated, if I just go back to that, I'm like, all right, well, it's working because the DMs that I get, the lives that are being impacted, it's like it, the, the numbers of views can never convey the impact that the grief bully has actually had exactly. on people's lives. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even really care. Because um, the the social media you think that your social media is savvy until you actually have to like promote some shit <laughs> <laughs> on a consistent basis yeah and then you have easy. to constantly like try to uh re-end like re-event certain things and keep the the i i try to do it and i'm like yo i need a staff 
for this. Yeah, this, yeah. This is crazy. It's not easy. It's not easy. And you know what, though? I have, shout out to this, is Nikki. If you want to have a lot of tips on it, Nikki and Moose, but they are on social media and I follow her, I follow her for a while. And they're big on brand and like your online content. Uh-huh. So they're always dropping gems on like different apps to use, different ways to do this, how to do that, like how to focus on that type of stuff. So if people really want to learn, the information is out there, but it's also about delegating. Like you said, if, if something's not somebody's strong suit, it don't matter, yeah. in my opinion, how much they try to research. If, they, if that's not something that they, they want to do, I'm not going to do it. I would love to have somebody post my social media for me and do all that so that I wouldn't have to. The only thing for me is I like that engagement. Uh-huh. So like the content that I'm putting out when someone's saying they feel me or yeah, they lost this person or this or that, like it wouldn't feel right to me to have somebody else responding to them. Right. It also wouldn't feel right. right for me to have nobody responding to them. So I have to like find that balance. So I try my very best guys, forgive me when I fall short to respond to everybody's comments on my, on my stuff, because that's how you build a community. And, and that's the whole point is for people to know they're not alone. So I can't be like, you're not alone, but I, Definitely. I won't respond when you say something to me. <laughs> yeah. is, is, <laughs> when you are on your own time, um, well, before you started your podcast, like how often were you listening to podcasts? Often. I was listening pretty often and, and mainly because of that. So I started listening to podcasts when I wanted to get into podcasting. So it wasn't something that, I was listening a lot before and it made me think I want to get into it. It was like, okay, this is something that I want to do. Let me listen. And I think some people don't want to do that because they don't want to feel like they're copying, but you have to get a blueprint. You have to see what might work for you, what might not work for you. And just because every podcast is like totally different, especially now. I feel like a lot of podcasts are more becoming more visual like, cause podcast originally it's it's a it's an audio thing. Yeah. But now it's becoming more like all of these shows, all of these shows all over. So it's like I was saying, my my friend's podcast, my engineer, the Devin Wee show, his podcast visually is, I mean, all of it all around, but but visually it's just like next level, and just seeing what it takes for that. But people really invest a lot with no immediate return, and you have to be like how long are you going to ride this wave? I remember him saying right. to me, like, you got to be willing to say, I'll do a hundred and some episodes before anything like Joe Budden and them, you know, how many episodes, how many years they are podcasting before the Spotify deal before all of that stuff. Like it right. takes a lot. And before um, I asked that question, because before I even thought about a podcast or before I even knew what a podcast was, I only knew of Joe Budden's podcast. And it was just because on YouTube, mm-hmm. I never listened. I never listened to it. Um, I'm not a, I, I like, I'm a visual person, so I have to see it. So one of my first things was when I start this is like, okay, I want to make sure that I have the um, the visual, but that's a, 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 another tough thing in itself. Yeah, no, I like, I like the background. I like the setup. I like the vibe. I think it's important for us to do that. I think it's also important for us to just start and not be worried about all the other stuff in the beginning and just like eventually get to that point like even for example i just had an iphone 7 and all my videos have been on iphone 7 and so i'm not a tech person so i don't really care about upgrades like i will just I use my phone into into i let my phone go until it dies but recently i just got the 12 pro 
But the only reason why I did that was because I know that the likelihood of me getting a camera and learning a camera and then editing from the camera and then doing all of that is not likely. But I needed to step my, my quality up a little bit. So the iPhone 12 Pro, I was due for an upgrade. It's got three cameras on it, heard phenomenal things about it. So that was an investment in my mind. So I didn't start there but this is where I am now. So now I'm eager to start creating on, on that phone. But all of this time, the iPhone 7 worked just fine. Yeah, I, like I'm, I'm on an iPhone 8 and I did the my first episode or like test episode on it, but I couldn't figure out how to, to get the, and I'm a tech person, but for some reason I couldn't figure this out. So I was like, okay, so I just got a, a webcam and, and a light ring and I'm like, I'm gonna make this work until I can I can get something else. But this is expensive. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> but yo, give yourself credit because it's a lot of people that are never gonna get started because they're gonna still be bugging out about the fact that they don't know what equipment they should use or what they should do or how it's gonna be like. Just do it and then go from there. Like the next thing I'm working on trying to create, I had a conversation with a creative that I respect, and I told him I was like, you know. He was like, yeah, you, if you want to record a couple of videos and see how you like it and then decide, I'm like, I'm not even that kind of person. I'm probably going to record a video. I'm going to put it out there and then we'll just see what happens. Either people will love it or they'll hate it and right. we'll go from there. And I'm, I am, um, now we, we, we say creative, um, before you started your, your podcast, like how much of a creative were you? Yeah, pretty, pretty creative because I published a, a children's book that I wrote myself and then I had the vision for it, how I, like actually this character is my grandmother, my late grandmother. She's the star of my children's book and I didn't draw this though, but I, I knew that I wanted it to be exactly what she looked like in real life, but in a wow. character form and I wanted it to rhyme and I wanted the cover to be her house and like, so I did all that prior to that spoken word poetry that was like my thing so I published a book that had like a whole bunch of quotes and and poems and but I also performed spoken word now I don't do that anymore but yeah so I, I've been a creative like with all of that stuff forever I mean that's kind of what triggered this so even though back in 2013-12 when I first was putting posts and quotes up if I go all the way back on my social media and look if anybody wants to go look at my very first first post to now i've been creating this whole time it's just developed into the grief right. but it's always been like that and now when you think about the the future and your brand and and everything um like what what's your vision of how you want to or what's the vision of how you want your brand to be I just, I just want to be traveling and speaking and if it's virtually right now, whatever, I just, I want to be, so I don't consider myself a motivational speaker. I consider myself a life impacting communicator. So I just want to be traveling, having a lot of life impact by just my God given ability to just speak. I want my podcast to just reach as much like my podcast was, was doing numbers in we're uh, definitely in Brazil, but it was somewhere. Oh, Ukraine. <laughs> it was actually, I'm like, Ukraine. And, right. But like, what is like, but these are the things that happen. So when you know that you have the possibility in a matter of minutes to reach that many people, that's all I want to see. I just want to keep seeing that. I want to speak to so many different groups and organizations. Like I'm going to be speaking to 
uh, a Black Man Hill organization this month, a church this month, a Sober Black Girls Club this month, like so many different things. This is like how I want my life to be right now. It's already happening, but like times 10, because I think that that is part of my calling is to use my voice to impact people's lives. So podcasts, I I definitely want to write a book. I have published books, but I mean like a cover to cover. Right. My story's not quite where I want it to be yet in terms of my healing with a lot of things that have transpired over my life. But when I get to that point, I definitely want to push that out there. I think when I was younger, my, um, one of my things was to always, well, one was, you know, everybody be an athlete. If you're athletic is to, you know, to make it to the next level. Um, but the next thing I wanted to do was to write, cause I wrote poems and stuff a lot. So I drew, I painted all the time. Um, for some reason, like writing words was just like that thing that kind of just like put me at ease with certain things. Um, and growing up, in my life, like we went through a lot, you go through a lot of stuff. Um, so you, you sometimes you, you immerse your a lot of yourself in those words and stuff. So I always wanted to to try to figure out how to um, publish a, a poem book and everything. But that just kind of translated into me writing music and recording music and stuff. But if one day I do want to come back to try. Yeah, to whenever you're ready, let me know. It's 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 a lot more simple than people think. It is super simple, actually, especially if it's just words. It's uh-huh. like super simple. It can be done. I actually just published a journal, guided journal with like questions and quotes in it for people. And that was, I mean, I'm going to say easy in terms of it doesn't take any effort, but right. it's not as complicated as, as I think right. people might think and or as, as expensive as people might think. And in the, the climate of, today's world and everything, you know, with the, with the politics and um, social justice, um, do you make connection with your, um, with your podcast as far as like talking about grief with any of those um, subjects? I do and I don't. So I do in a sense of the pandemic and just 2020 and just how much sorrow and loss and grief. I mean, even back to when we lost Kobe, like all of these things. So with things like that, that transpire, I'll definitely incorporate it. Politics, I stay out of that and in terms of social media and all of those things, just because I'm not really a political person. So I'm, for one, I'm not versed enough and, and educated enough, in my opinion, to speak on it in that way. However, I will share like maybe what I believe, you know, like Black Lives Matter and who I, you know, as far as like voting, I don't even know if I said who I voted for, but like mm-hmm. just certain things like that. I just kind of teeter-totter and it's not because I'm fearful, it's just because it's not, it's just, it's just really not my brand and it's just not right. where I'm at as far as what I feel most comfortable speaking about. So not meaning that those things would taint my brand or mess me up. It's not even about that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not that big of a person, but it's just like, I want to feel comfortable speaking about certain things. I don't want to just talk and be reactionary based on what's going on in the media and in the news. Some people's podcasts, they have to do that because their podcast is about reporting the news or what's trending and things like that. Mine isn't, it's about grief. So where grief and loss pertains to, to what's going on in the world, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I wrote, a, I wrote a, a girl asked me to reach out about something for, write a quote or something about mourning. Uh-huh. And it was like, I, I grieve for the black people who won't allow themselves to mourn their losses. 
you know, I'll, I'll cry for them and pray that God will, will hear my voice in their silence. So just things like that, where I'll take some of that stuff and tweak it and put it, you know, put it in there. But as far as like, vote for this person, vote for that person, you know, hate these people, hate that people. It's just not who I am. So I'm not going to force myself because I feel like people think I should do that. Now, since you're, you're, you're on episode 66 and you had a couple of doubters, I mean, well, about to be 67, I'm sorry, or 68. Um, and you had doubters where, oh, how can you talk about the same subject like over and over and over? How, um, how is that process of trying to reinvent the, every episode of trying to make sure you get different information out? Yeah, I think it's listening. It's lo- a lot of it is listening listening to myself, listening to my audience, listening to my community, what they're talking about, what I post that resonates with them is huge. So when I have interviews, that's simple because I'm talking to that person about their story. I don't give a pre-list of questions. I like to have genuine dialogue with them. And so I'm sharing their story. The whole month of October, I didn't have any guests. It was just me. But the whole month of November, I have a guest every single week. And so it just kind of like rotates in that way. But when it's just me, I look at my social media posts, I post quotes and things and I'll say, wow, people really responded to this or people really had questions about that, elaborate here. Or I was feeling like this today. So I wanna dive deeper into that. Sometimes I'll just hop on the mic and say, hey, listen guys, I just wanna vent this out and then I'll express where I'm at because it's just a balance of, of keeping it, keeping it, I don't say like raw, but yeah, but raw, uncut, just like the realities behind grief. I don't want this like super polished package. I want the reality of like, hey, I was fine today and I lost it in the car and then I got angry and then this happened. I want to talk about that because that's what's really happening in people's lives. They're not trying to hear, oh, the five stages of grief and then you go to therapy and everything gets better. Like that's just not the reality. So I don't really have a, have a problem running out of, running out of topics because it's it's endless so many yeah unfortunately unfortunately and every time I, I'm like ah you know what should I talk about something comes to me and I don't just I have to feel like connected to what I'm talking about I don't want to just be saying something to like check the box some episodes are shorter I've had some that were like 15 minutes but then I have ones that are 50 something minutes yeah but I tell them like I don't want to just be rambling so I want to get to the point if the point takes this long or the conversation goes it's funny that i call it a conversation because a lot of times i'm talking to myself (laughs) but but the conversation goes that long then it goes that long if it's shorter then it's shorter and and hopefully it's just as impactful has well see i have a the worst memory ever but um when you're doing your your I literally just lost my train of thought. I had. <laughs> it's all right. Listen, trust me. That has happened to me plenty of times. I literally just had it. Plenty of times. Um. Anyway, all right. So I'm going to just skip this up to those. Um, now, have you had a lot of people just ask you for advice on and as far as like doing podcasts or how to deal with grief? Like, how are you? Are you comfortable with giving advice? Because you know a lot of people really don't like giving out yeah, their sauce. Yeah, their stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I give, I give out the sauce. I give out the sauce, and 
you know what? This is the thing. I think that there's billions of people in this world. Mm -hmm. And me telling you how I edit or how I set up this or how I record that, what is it going to stop for me? Like, that's just my thought process. Now, there are people who they have a business. It's their business to consult. It's their business to teach you. And so I'm not knocking them either. Like they have to get their money, but it's not my desire to do that. So if that's not the case, then I'm just going to tell you the information as far as grief. I mean, that's more so about podcasting. Mm -hmm. As far as grief, I'm not a grief counselor. I'm not a therapist. I don't have the credentials to do that, but I will speak to people one-on-one from lived experience. And then I'll try to point them in the direction of a therapist. If I feel like this is where it might need to go, but just having dialogue. Absolutely. I have a text message community where they can text me directly to my phone at any time and we can have a conversation. So that's, I'm totally open with that. They can shoot me a text and people would just say like how they feel today or whatever. And then I'm also often asked to speak on podcasts or just try like curate groups or like be a guest speaker for certain organizations. So mm-hmm. those things are, are a little different, but I'm, I'm always, I'm always open to them and I've done a ton of those and it's, it's, you know what, you got to put out what you want to receive. And right. so I've been super fortunate. I had summer weigh-ins who she's a second generation weigh-ins come on to my podcast. No, no pushback, nothing. She was like, queen, I'm there because I support what you're doing mm-hmm. and I rock with what you're doing and, it, and I vibe with it. And I was like, I was like taken back. And she was like, let's make it happen. And we made it happen. And her episode was one of the, the most phenomenal episodes ever. And I'm like tripped out and she might not see it that way, but I'm like, wow. Like I, I really can like, like I'm really talking to a weigh-ins and like I can, right. her family is so just beyond Probably. us. Yeah. yeah. And so that was amazing. And then, Furthermore, I had the opportunity to have TJ Jackson, who's a second generation Jackson. I asked you about that, yeah. Yeah, on my podcast. And I was on their podcast first, but then having him come on mine is a total different thing. Same thing, though. Listen, Jay Nicole, I support what you're doing. I believe what you're doing. I rock what you're doing. When do you want to do it? Let's make it happen. No questions asked. You know how you got on his radar? So on his radar, he has an organ. Him and his brothers, they have an organization called the D.D. Jackson Foundation, which is a nonprofit after their late mother. Mm-hmm. And so somebody, uh, Caitlin, shout out to her, on their advisory board, reached out about having me be a guest on their on their podcast, just through like following other grief pages and so forth, right. because there is about grief. Okay. And so I was on their podcast, and then after it, I'm like, the vibe was pretty cool. I'm like, this could, this could be reaching and doing too much, but, <laughs> but I'm going to just do it. Like, what is the worst that's going to happen? He's going to say like, oh, ha, ha, no, thanks or whatever. Right. But <laughs> I, I reached out to her and said, Hey, do you think TJ would want to come on the show? Blah, blah, blah. Took a little bit. And then they got back to me and he was like, definitely. And we had to reschedule once. And I was like, Oh man, I hope this doesn't like fall apart. But right. it didn't, it came, it came through and he was so, so open that it was unreal. And we, we just have that vibe now. We follow each other on social media and talk to him. Like, so it's like, how, like grief bridged that gap. Like we have, it was nothing else really, but the fact that he lost his mother, I lost my father 
and we are going to have this conversation and it was like beautiful people ask me all the time like how'd you have how'd you have them on there I'm like it's a God's grace man it is nothing special about me it just how it you know worked out fell in line yeah mm-hmm. I have a uh so when I when I first started the idea of me wanting to do it to do this um because you mentioned earlier that you you did the first couple of episodes solo um I refused to to do a solo because I was just like I can't talk about anything by myself like it's just it's right. <laughs> like super weird for me yeah. um so I was like I have to have somebody so it, it was like a whole process of trying to figure out um who like the co-host with me because I have another podcast um I do it with my friend um when you first started it like how was your your idea of like trying to like figure out different guests and and was you like oh they're gonna say no like nobody's gonna want to like do this like how did you get through that well i I didn't want to co-host that's for sure and the only reason why is because i i kind of have a strong personality to an extent and um i knew that so kira and ty and i talked about it and they both were laughing because they're like you're, if it so let me go back if it was going to be anybody it was going to be them too okay and we had a conversation because we're all in equals 20 together doing all these things and they're like you're on this grief train going a thousand miles per hour and we're just not there <laughs> right they're, we're just not there and right. so we felt like well because they're not there and i'm here that's going to we're going to it's just a recipe for clashing is a recipe for like me getting frustrated with them them getting frustrated with me and it was like you know what i think this is a mission that i probably need to just going by myself but have them as guests have them as co-hosts from time to time and kind of like mix it up like that so they were my early on guests started with like family friends and i still have people that i know as well come on the show but i also have had people reach out and a good majority of my guests have been men of color and that's been pretty cool because they've wanted to do it and share and just had a guy today, as of today, matter of fact, that reached out and was saying he would love to come on the show and talk about, you know, he lost his mom and stuff like that. And so I think it just has built itself. You know, I don't have a problem with, with getting guests or feeling like mm-hmm. rejection that way. And I never wanted to be like only like celebrities, things like that. Like the whole yeah. point of it is that we all deal with grief and loss. Everybody has to deal with it differently. Like when Summer Wayne's grandmother passed away this year, she was saying how her grandfather, or excuse me, Summer, if I mess this up, but her, a grandparent on her father's side, who's not a Wayans, passed away. It wasn't as difficult in terms of like everybody reaching out. But then when her grandmother on the Wayans side passed away, once the world found out, it was like overload. And so we don't have to deal with things in that way because it's like my people's passed away. Only people that know is the people who know them or, or know me, but like having to deal with that in the whole world watching or constant reminders tj jackson are you kidding me his mom and that was a a big case in 94 and then his uncle is michael jackson like how do you even cope and be able to deal with this when you're dealing with a loss on such a grand i'm talking like like worldwide like not just country like crazy so it's important for me too to highlight that as well as you know, people who are like my, my brother, my family, my cousin, my friend, or that person over there. I just, yeah. So no, nah, I don't, I don't really worry too much when it comes to guests because it's really more so a matter of scheduling mm-hmm. than it is people saying yes or no. 
yeah, I, I've um, noticed that it's more of scheduling, mm-hmm. um, especially when 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 people know you and they know like where you're coming from or where it's coming from. Um, like when I was doing this, I knew from the beginning it was just like I just want to not just want to talk to, but I want to talk to people who like who are creative, but like they're still on their journey to mm-hmm. wherever their vision is. Because I think the it's, it's the sometimes the story gets lost when one day they're like a superstar and, and nobody knows how they got there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, people, and, and you know what? A lot of people, I know Gary V. People talk about this all the time, and you have to enjoy that process, that time, yeah. because sometimes it, it's no longer fun once you once you get there. Like uh-huh. as much as we're like, oh man, I just can't wait till we get to this point to whatever this record deal or this blows up or that happens. But then like when you get there, it's like all right. I mean, you got to keep, you know, finding that, that passion. Like I say this all the time to people, I really wonder, like, as far as like Jay-Z and Beyonce, like they have to really love what they do because they don't need to do anymore. Like seriously, like they, they could just be done with life. Like they could just be done, but like you must as a creative and as that person, you want to keep doing that. Like, cause as far as even generational wealth, they don't even need to do any more for that. Like their kids, 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 kids are like good, you know? So it's like remaining humble and enjoying this process. Like we'll remember these conversations and these moments is, is super important to me because I always think about that. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I want to be famous. I don't, I don't, I don't know that. I, yeah. People might not believe me, but I'm serious. Like I, I would I like be to be famous that, without being famous. Yeah. Like I want to be maybe like well-known yeah but i don't i want to be able to like go to the store like walk my dog like not have to worry about who's around my house following me like it's it's just that part of it that i don't i don't don't want that i want to i want to be the famous where like i can go into a grocery store and then once i leave somebody's like oh that was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i want to be that that kind of famous yeah, not like, oh, my God, I can't even go to the grocery store. Right. I can't get out of my car because they're, you know, like, I don't know. I just don't know that that the the amount, the weight that I have of joy, like where uh-huh. joy is on my life scale and peace. Yeah. I just don't think it coincides with that lifestyle. I just feel like you, something you got to sacrifice. And nah, I think that there's people like there's people who I follow and I think they're huge. But most people that I know would not know who they were if they saw them anywhere. Right. So, like, maybe, like, that would be good. Like, oh, it's Jay Nicole the Grief Bully. But not, like, oh, my God, we found Jay Nicole's house. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't, you know, like, ah, nah. Yeah, you hear a lot, too many stories about that. That's not good. And, and especially if you're, like, if, if you're in a relationship, because that can be a whole different um yeah issue and, and another toll that you got to deal with like i don't yeah. i've had to deal with some small things like that that's for sure uh it's funny because care he was making fun of me like i didn't know they had podcast groupies i'm like oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that either i didn't i didn't know that either and i think it's tough too because of the subject that i'm talking about yeah i never want to be mean to people so like i don't want to say like call your bluff on like your grief and be like ah i think this conversation is kind of like taking a turn right but right. i don't want to like not listen to you but i just right. think that it's too many like heart eye emojis going on and like little stuff like that uh, yeah like yeah you that gotta is, relax a little bit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah and so i've had i've had those things it's definitely important to have an open relationship in terms of like communication and marriage and yeah being good at, 
let me go back. I don't mean open, like we I, I date other people, but being able to like communicate and like laugh about it and say, hey, listen, like this is what happened right. today. Hasn't been happening in a, in a while, but it was a nice little spurt where it was like, oh man, this is like, I don't know how people deal with that all the time. You know, it's, I did a, um, one of my, my second episode I did with, uh, with Kira. And so I, I posted them and you know how many DMs I got just from like people just trying to like, like, who is that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so y'all don't even care about me. It's like, so it's just, <laughs> so y'all just only yeah. focused on care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. Uh, so the, the, so I was listening to um, a couple podcasters and now the, the, the conversation is coming to like ownership and mm-hmm. making sure that you're aware of everything that's owed to you and getting that's owed to you and other options. Of, so how often do you think about that stuff? I think about it often. I think about it often because I've had to think recently, like, what what am I even want to do? Like, where would I really want to see my podcast? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big part of it is if you get a podcast deal, it has to be the right deal. And it has to be where, again, back to my personality and such. And just like, I wouldn't want to ever lose like the flavor of it. And I would want to make sure that it's making sense. Right. Again, you have to see what those are. But when you have people around you that have been in certain circumstances, then you learn from that and you grow from that. And so my mentor, my engineer, Dev, like they had, I mean, it's public information. It was a whole big thing that they had go on. So I learned a lot from his situation with podcasting and just like deals. And then you just kind of pay attention. So uh, I think it would just depend. It would depend on on the right, the right thing. But it's such my baby that I don't know. I don't know. I think, is this, okay, I think, I, is this the one who did um, Kira's album cover? Yep. Okay, okay, so I know who you're talking about, okay. Yeah, okay. yep, that whole thing that happened, and, you know, you, you just kind of learn, you learn from stuff, and I, I, I'm also, professionally, I work in sales, and I've worked in sales my whole professional career, uh-huh. so that plays a major part in it, that I've always believed, if it's not in writing, it didn't happen. Right. And so, like, I'm just big on that type of stuff. Also, I ask a million questions. I have my car getting worked on right now. And they called me today to tell me some of the things. I'm like, okay, well, let me Google everything tonight (laughs) and see if this makes sense. Because I don't know. And I'll call y'all back tomorrow. Like, I'm not the person that just is like, oh, man, look at that shiny penny. Let me go for it. Just because it sounds good. Yeah, nah. I'm like, let me just talk to some people consult with some people and I'll get back. It doesn't mean that you can't get burned. It doesn't mean that things can't happen, but at least I'll feel like I did my research. I did my homework and I kind of went from there. So I think it's just, I don't know. I feel like for me, speaking engagements mm-hmm. could be more, could be more lucrative in the sense of also with freedom. So it's not like I'm into any long-term contract with anyone. They said, I have a contractual agreement with you for X day or X right. couple of days. You know, I do this, but you don't it doesn't have anything to do with my brand and you from a legal standpoint. Like a free also, yeah, but also for me, and most people like miss this step too, but I, I, I own, I, I'm almost, I'm almost there. The, the grief bully, that's, yeah. that, that's, that's trademarked. So 
yeah, and I've never said that out loud either, but it's something that for me, once I heard a couple too many times, like, oh, I really love that name. Oh, you know, that's a dope concept. Is like, okay, so from a podcasting standpoint and all of that, no one could just, they couldn't. So let me ask you a question if you're aware of this. So um, it comes to the whole um, trademarking and copyright and everything. Um, so I was watching, um, what's the name of this podcast? I was watching. I was watching, or I could have just been randomly YouTube. And so anyway, the issue was, you know, you know, there's um, a new podcast from Joe Budden with the, the women. Mm-hmm. Um, see, if this is the thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I might have pushed it a name. Yeah, um, I forget their name, but yeah, with the three, yeah. So there was already a podcast of the same name. And the original owner, I guess her friend or somebody had contacted um, Maul from the Joe Budden. He like, they made him aware of it. He's like, okay, well, I'll make sure I'll talk to Joe and, and see what he says. All in all, basically what happened was um, Joe was just like, like, unfortunately, like, there's nothing I could really do, like, because my name is, it wasn't, it wasn't like he was trying to, like, shit on him, I guess. It was just like, it was just nothing he could really do because they didn't own the name. And then he had, he had went through the process of, like, doing that. Um, but a lot of people. Okay, so the people who's. So the people whose podcast it was, they didn't own the name. Right. They just had already had it and had all these episodes. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were saying that he died, like, it was deliberate that he took their name because it's, like, because it's the same name. And it's just, like, it has the ellipses, the same amount of ellipses and all this other stuff. And I'm, and, and I'm like, I don't think anybody, well, I, I, I don't put it past, but I don't think people would. Yeah, I, I don't think somebody, uh, in my personal opinion, of his caliber would have to do that. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> you, you can't. Do, you can't like if even if he wanted to purposely do that, mm-hmm. there's nothing that you can that you can do. Like if somebody owns that trademark, right? It's nothing you can do. But the other thing too, though, is you have to earn. You have to own trademarks in multiple categories. Okay. So that's something that that I learned. So like, if I don't own, if you don't own a grief bully in apparel mm-hmm. or whatever the subject is, but you own it in the podcast, someone could take that and put it on shirts and stuff and and sell it and like, uh, okay. it's nothing that you can do. It. Right. Okay. You got to keep trademarking it in multiple multiple uh, sections, and so that's where also. I, I didn't know that, so I started researching everything. I'm like, I'm like, so you can't just get uh one thing and like right, trademark it. Uh, like I own the grief bully. Like, nah, that's not how it go. So I have it in multiple things, and I'm going to keep getting it in, in even more. But that was a lesson too that you have to do, and it's a long process. It's not it's not hard process because I had some I paid somebody. I had to get it done professionally, but yeah. it takes time for it to get like to the final like point but a lot of people miss that somebody i know recently they built they did the same thing built everything on this name and then found out that somebody else already has it and that's where you can like get sued some people actually buy a whole bunch of domain names just so that they can sell them to people yeah that's what happened with uh, the 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 washington football team mm-hmm. if you, i don't know if you're familiar with the story or not 
No, I didn't. I know that the name changed, but I didn't know that somebody had the domain name. So they, so the, these names. So you know, when Washington was trying to figure out a new name, a lot of people was throwing out, um, new like different names that they could possibly choose. Mm-hmm. So there was a lawyer or a real estate agent in Virginia who just bought all, who, like, who trademarked all those names, and. Now they can't even get it unless um, Washington decides to to pay him for it, and he did that specifically for that reason. Because originally, the red the Redskins was it was going to change from the Redskins to the Red Tails, mm-hmm. or like the Tuskegee or something in that realm, and then mm-hmm. the guy just went and bought him. <laughs> Telling you that's happening. It's like it's just one of those things. So I was like, like I have the Grief Bully domain name. I don't even have I don't even have a website. I just own it. I just have it. Like mm-hmm. it's just something that. But again, so just time back out real quick. Back to your point about people reaching out and asking certain questions. Yeah. These are the types of conversations that people won't have because they're afraid of not giving game. But like, why wouldn't I want to see you not make those mistakes? Like, why would I want to watch you build a foundation on something and just knowing that is like it don't matter, bro? Like it doesn't even matter what you yeah. do. Cause even though you have it have it registered as an LLC, that don't mean nothing when it comes to somebody being able to to build something on it. Now, they can't register it in the same state as you, like the LLC, unless they change some part of it, like the Grief Bully New Jersey. Like, you know, you can do something like that, like put NJ on it or change it, but uh-huh. you know, it's a lot that we need to learn and know, and it's like some people want to charge you for their knowledge, and, and I'm not knocking them because they spent time researching it. Yeah. and doing all that and you didn't but if it's like my people like man yeah. listen whatever you need to know just ask me yeah because you just put me on to something that i needed because i was just looking up like the differences between llc's and and all the other stuff so you just you definitely just gave me some information that i need to pay attention to yeah it's is i mean it's it's important i mean it just depends like i said on where people are trying to go but well, we always say, and like my engineer and dev and all that, I'm like, we always talk about that too. Like, wouldn't you just rather plan for the fact that it could go than to right. not? So it's like, maybe this tanks in a couple of months, but but what if it doesn't? Then you're like, I built all of this and now I got to change the name. I got to change everything because of whatever, you know? And that's just, uh, uh, I don't want to see it happen to anybody. I didn't want to see it happen to myself. And and people are like, oh, you can you can do it yourself online. I'm also big on paying the right people to to do it because I'd rather it be done the right way. Right. And then um go from there. Cause my next thing is just I wanna um because I'm so used to being behind the scenes. You know, when I was doing music, I was always like engineering and all the other stuff and mixing and stuff. So I'm I'm just so used to being behind the scenes. Now my idea is like I, I just wanna produce podcast mm-hmm. um i've been trying to get my uh my sister to do one um she she's hilarious when it comes to like her talking about her kids mm-hmm. and i don't think there's a lot of um avenues in that route as far as um black mothers talking about their experience with their kids and and mm-hmm. different things like that she has funny stories and she just has a lot of good information um, like my mom, she's super religious. Um, I call her a conspiracy theorist now because mm-hmm. I think Google is the worst. I'm not Google. I think YouTube is the worst thing that could happen to older people. 
So I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm in that, in that world now. I just like, I want to like own and like produce stuff. So I'm trying to, to figure out the next step as far as with that, even though I'm still learning how to do this whole thing. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's really not that different. I think when it comes to that type of stuff, it depends on if you're like a visionary, things yeah. like that. Like I also feel like that too. Like I've thought about some helping other people produce their stuff, but it's just again for me, it's like I don't I don't really have that like I already have that middle gear for like nonsense stuff. Yeah. So like if people are like you know, because I had a couple people reach out about learning how to do podcasts, and then like you know they started and they didn't do it. But I feel like I have to always get ahead of myself. I'm like, well, if I could invest time helping somebody else, I could put more time into what I got yeah. going on. And I'm just kind of at that at that point. Like, we got a business. I got this podcast. I got a full time job. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's and then speaking places because ultimately I would love to just like speak like you know like et hip hop preacher like all them people they getting paid like crazy amounts of money crazy yeah. money to to speak to to be them like i, I seen that you did a um i don't know if it was just you but from the pictures i seen it was on kira's uh instagram where I think she was talking to the high school or her old high school maybe oh uh, the high school yeah yeah um did you speak at all or was it just her no it was mainly care it was mainly oh, okay. and what you know what what equals 20 like i really wanted to be behind kira a lot like i okay. really that was more of a and that was interesting for my personality too to be more of like the back seat mm-hmm. because i'm more like you know just whatever but i just really from my heart wanted that for her like i really wanted and I still want it. Not it's not past tense. So I'm saying yeah. like at that time I wasn't like speaking as much. Like it was more like helping her like feel more comfortable to do it and to just like get out there because you know it was it was bigger than us and it, it still is. It was like hope and just something different and deeper. So I feel like with those things I was more so just like you know trying to help Kira be in the right place in the right position to can you, to be her uh, best self. Can you a little bit just go over what uh, what e e twenty is? Yeah, so the Eagles Twenty is it's a it's actually a documentary that's going to be it's actually like a lot of it has been recorded already, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of getting that finished up and doing all that. And we thought it would be a lot quicker. We over you know how people are, you just think yeah. like, oh my god, we'll get this done. And so there's a lot more to it, and and life happens and things like that. So it was basically equals 20 means that so Kira's two bro- uh, it's our cousin Kira her two brothers Scotty and Stefan unfortunately passed away back to back and so we're just like playing around with some designs one night for a shirt and we made it into like scrabble pieces and made it across and the scrabble pieces of both of their names equaled 20 and so it was kind of just like one of those things and then one of her brothers actually passed away on the 20th of June and so we was like, oh, wow, like that kind of came together. And so it just became Equals 20. And then Project Equals 20 was trying to get like the documentary and to do all that and just started off with Kira's music. And then it was like, we wanted to maybe make a music video. That's like, no, how about a documentary? And so we just kind of like started that working with our entertainment to do that. And so that's uh, some loose ends. We have to tie up and get that finished. But yeah, that's that's something else that is is, is amazing. That's in the works. Now that you're in the, I don't want to say entertainment, but it's kind of entertainment world. But now that you're in this space of um, 
creating and and um, helping people and entertaining people. Um, like, how do you feel about it now? Like, what did you ever think that you would be in this type of space before? Uh, speaking definitely, and I I love it. I think it's a good thing. I think especially when you're when it's conscious content. Yeah. Let's put it like that. But I think the world needs a little bit of both. So, again, Dev's podcast, the Devin Wade Show, I watch it every Tuesday because those are my people. Mm-hmm. And, and I love it. But, like, me personally, I, I would never talk about the things they talk about yeah. on social media. And it, it's just not, like, it's just, it just it doesn't go with my personality. However, I still find it very entertaining. And I, I think it's just crazy. And I go into the live chat and I chat. So I think there's something for everybody. And I think it's yeah, different exactly. outlets, but seeing the creativity from behind everything, like watching a music video be created and watching it be filmed from Kira's yeah. music, shout out to Kay Young. And then watching the, the video part of it was filmed actually at my house. So I was able to really see it. I, and then did just, tell me that. Yeah. And being able to see how it is, it's like, wow, like, how do people do this all day you know like when those actors and stuff are on set for days it's like man like this is a lot behind it you know it's just like one time I I carried the mail for a week I was in training and then I quit but like when you watch people the the, the mail people you just they're just your mail carriers so it's just like oh hey Uh but their job is hard yeah it's hard like you don't know how, how hard it is until you see behind the scenes like oh no like that's not for me it's the same thing with all this other stuff like it's not for me even with watching other successful podcasts like it takes a lot it yeah. really does and i'm i'm a, um i've recently just started a new job so i'm in private management and i just switched from the rental side to like the homeowners like hoa side mm-hmm. and i'm thinking like oh this is this is it's gonna be easy because I don't have to deal with people walking in looking for apartments and stuff. Nah, it's it's, it's nowhere what I thought. Now I'm I'm dealing with twelve properties at one time, all different board uh members and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, is, it's how I feel about the HOA. I have an HOA. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not even that, it's just it's like it, it depends on the management company. Yeah, and it's worth it. Let me just say that. It is definitely worth it because, for one, I don't cut my grass. I don't shovel anything. And they do keep the – the community does look good because of their enforcements, but I just wow. don't like stuff like – this is so left field, but, like, anything <laughs> I want to get done to, like, the outside of my house, like, I need yeah. to, like, show you all this stuff. And it's like, I am not renting this place. Like, this right, is like, my I, house. Like I, I own this, yeah. Yeah, like, I pay a mortgage, and so – that part of it is frustrating. Like yeah. even like the plants, like I got to tell you what type of plants I want to put out here. But when you do drive through, it is nice. Yeah. So it, it, it makes sense. Like you don't want people putting like all types of crazy stuff up, but, but it's frustrating when like even your front door, yeah. like my front door, my deck, like they all got to match everybody else. Got to be uniform. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. We got onto that. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> But um, so I, I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, so this is originally started as a, as a music podcast. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions music wise, and then I'm going to let you go. Let's try. I'm not a big music head, <laughs> but we'll, we'll, we can go for it. You say you're not a big music head? No, I mean, not like huge, like most people. No, no, no I'm, it's, this is basic questions. So your um, top 
three artists. It don't, it don't matter if it's hip hop or R and B. Like, who's your top artist? Oh, my top four would definitely be Jay Z. I'm a big Jay Z fan. Kira, we debate this, you know, but I'm I'm a I'm a definitely a big Jay Z fan. I enjoy Drake. She said, I enjoy Drake. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I wouldn't say like, oh, I'm a Drake fan, but like uh-huh. his his music is a vibe. But yeah, I mean, Jay-Z, Drake, let's see. And, and I was a big Aaliyah fan. So like, or Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys is, a, is another person. Like, I love, I love her music. Okay. One, Jay-Z, I think is super overrated. I do like the old, the older Jay-Z uh-huh. music better. I will say that. I That's think, something I will say. And it's crazy because all my best friends are like big Jay-Z heads. But I can't, I can, for some reason, I just can never get into it. <laughs> um, Drake, I am, I'm not a big Drake fan, but I think I, he makes good music. And you said Aaliyah first. Aaliyah, I, I think her, my first R&B tape, I bought, it was her, Aaliyah, the first one. Mm-hmm. I like Alicia Keys too. I mean, I'm just more like a, I, I like music. I'm not like a hardcore like rap person. Uh-huh. I can appreciate like I like Nipsey Hussle's music, but I'm gonna be honest, I didn't like follow him and more so after he passed away. Yeah. And I like Victory Lap. I don't really like much of the other songs. Like, like maybe Ocean Views, yeah. but I don't really like that. Is not really like my vibe. Where I feel like for him, Victory Lap was like way different in a it was better like vibe that's more it all right was. i can get with this if i'm not like you know banging in la or whatever if you um i don't if you, if you ever get a time if you ever get a chance if you watch like the behind the scenes of like them making that album super dope with him like talking to diddy and um all that other stuff super mm-hmm. dope i was a big nipsey i was a big i like i was such a big nipsey guy Kerry had to call me when he passed. It's like, yo, cuz, you, you, you all right? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like yeah. she had, because I put her on to, to him. And then, um, so, but yeah. And then um, my last question, then I'm going to let you, um, let you um, bounce or whatever. Who did you, like, who, who, who you listen to today? Like, who's on your playlist? So this is like really recent and this is a person that nobody, not nobody, let me take that back. So it's actually my wife's cousin uh-huh. and I've been listening to his album. Like when I've been working out, like lately he's, it's been like his, his album and his, his name is, um, is Dollar Baby okay. and his name is Darius. He's actually in New Jersey. He was a part of, or is part of MDG modern day generation, but he, is like doing his own like solo project mm-hmm. and i was just listening to it in a car and i was saying signs like is it kind of weird that like this is your cousin like i keep forgetting it but i really like it i really like it a lot and that's just been like that's what my when you said what's on my playlist yeah that's the only thing i've been listening to the last like week or so so that's the okay. first thing that like came to mind like i just put it in and and listen to it so beyond that i don't know i'm more like a just like I, I don't say like a R&B like type person, but I'm more just like like music like that. Like okay, I don't I, know how to explain it. I love like I love hip hop and rap and everything, but like 
on a daily basis, I probably listen to more R and B than 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 hip hop. Um, yeah, and I think that comes because my mom is, you know, like I said, super religious, so she always listened to gospel. And um, my dad, it was always um, like that old school on road trips. Eight hour road trips was always old school music. So I think that's where I got it from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that's the thing. So I said in the beginning, I'm not really like a music person in that sense where I listen to it. But I like my drive time is usually like audio books or podcasts like it, or nothing. Like I actually am a person that can drive in complete silence. I just drive in silence. I do that too. I do that a lot. People get in the car. I'd be like, oh, oh, you can turn it on. I, well, we already been driving for a little minute. And I'd be like, oh, you can turn something on if you want. Like, I don't even, it just, it just doesn't matter to me. So yeah. I mainly listen to music if I'm just trying to like, you know, dance or like have a good time or work out. But yeah. Speaking of books, because um, I'm, I'm trying to get back into reading um, I used to read a lot, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, um, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get back into reading. Um, so, I got, I just bought, you were watching the Lovecraft Country? No, you no I've been hearing about it. Uh, so, I so I got the book, because it's based off a book, so I got the book. Um, then I got um, Asada Shakur's book. Mm, right. And then I got, um, this was on Oprah. I haven't, I don't even know why I got it, but The Water Dancer. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't hear it. You said it was on Oprah yeah. Book Club? I just started reading one of her book club books called Cast. It's like me and my two friends are reading it. It's pretty good. So. And then I have a, a Stephen King book, uh, Elevation. Mm. So I'm trying to get back into reading. So hopefully one of these books would keep my attention. <laughs> yeah, I like audio books so much better, but I do like to have a hard cover here and there, but uh-huh. I just listen, but not so much now, but I used to have a huge commute, far commute for work, yeah. but I'm working from home now. So I would listen to a lot of audio books, podcasts, YouTube videos, and my drive, like an hour and 40 minutes, both ways, well, one way I meant. But now that I'm not, I don't really listen to much at all. Uh, since we're on, what's your, okay. Since you're not really into music, so who's your top podcast people you listen to? Oh, uh, man. So I, li- I, I listen to a podcast called Unconventional Leaders. Mm-hmm. And shout out to my friend Heather. It's her podcast. I listen to Social Proof with David Shins. That's another one that I like to listen to. I was, and also another one called Don't Keep Your Day Job. I listen to that too pretty often and i listen to like nehemiah davis's podcast like i said always a lot of like entrepreneurial or like self-help or like just hearing people's stories uh, arlen was here is another one where she was more like a vet she's a venture capitalist and so they talk a lot about that kind of stuff so but but mostly like oh what am I talking about Nikki and Moose that's like the my favorite one right now how did I forget that so they break down like celebrities uh-huh. and they break them down into like their brand in terms of like business and also like what type of like the flight assessment like the personality assessment they you like guess which like one this person is so they just did the Kardashians they did Rick Ross like 
they did Drake, like, and, and actually it was pretty cool because Rick Ross actually ended up sharing it on his story. But like they do stuff like that and they help a lot with brand and development. So that's actually that's actually my number one uh podcast right now. And Nikki and Moose. Yep, Nikki and Moose. So Nikki is okay. N-I-C-K-Y-A-N-D Moose M-O-O-S-E. Okay. It's it's two two people, a a man, a man and a woman, and they're just like breaking it down. It's it's real dope. I'm gonna have to check it out. So like I said, I don't want to I don't want to hold you for too long. So uh, I appreciate you um, taking the time and um, coming to talk with me. And um, eventually, I'm a, I'm just have a I'm gonna talk to you about some pointers because I know this one. <laughs> nah, it's it's good. Trust me. <laughs> so I'm gonna talk to you about some pointers, and then hopefully uh, moving forward, um, I can get rid of these ums. You can, but don't you can't overthink it. You just gotta say, oh, I gotta close my mouth. And then, um, so before you go, like, what else um, would you like to make, make sure people listen to or um, keep a lookout for? Yeah, just follow me on social media. Most importantly, if you check this video out, wherever you listen to it or wherever you hear it, follow me at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. That's probably the biggest thing. And just look me up on YouTube, all those things, and just stay tuned. And listen, if you're creative, just like go for it. Just shoot, like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> like, right. it doesn't matter. I read a quote yesterday, today, actually, where it's like, basically, like, if you quit now, you're going to be back at square one. But right now, where you're at is where you used to be desperately wanting to be. So, like, just kind of, like, wow. rock out. It don't matter. I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need a quote from you so I can put on one of my hoodies or something. Right, right. <laughs> get <better> profits. <laughs> I hear you. I All appreciate right. you having me on. No problem. Uh, uh, thank you, cuz. You have a good night. You too. All right.